I'm Jim Frawley, and this is Bellwether. All right. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Bellwether Hub. I am Jim Frawley. Thank you for joining uh, on this, this very exciting episode. Uh, we have a phenomenal guest for you today. I'm super very excited about this. Um, this is a person I have known uh, for more than half my life, which is a little frightening. Uh, but when I talked about creating a podcast and when I talked to Dennis about doing a podcast with me, I said, look, I really want to have you on an episode. There's a lot you could talk about. You are an amazing human being. What is it that we could actually do? And he came up with a few ideas. And uh, one of them was was talking about the concept of lean. And I was like, yawn, this is, this is boring. Um, but he said, hold on a second. Hold on. Hear me out. Um, and he talked about Lean, and for those of you who don't know, lean is like this efficiency process thing. The, lean is this um, system that corporations use to make people more efficient. And Dennis is an expert in lean. He's been working with lean for a long time, uh, in his business. Um, but what I love about his aspect on lean is that he has figured out how to take this corporate idea and, and bring it home and bring it into individual, individual situations. So, um, as you know, or maybe you don't know if this is the first time you're listening, um, as this is going to be an early episode, I like to have guests come on and give you something tangible, right? We can talk about whatever we want. We hear people on podcasts talk about, oh, well, you know, you just do this and everything will be fine. Just create a plan and that's fine. But people really want to know how to make a plan. People want to know how to do the details. And so I really want to give you something to take a bite out of. And that's that's why I brought um, Dennis, Dennis on. He's going to do that for you in a minute. But one of the reasons that this got me really excited talking about lean at home is every single client I have, I don't think there's one who hasn't brought up one of the things that they wanted to work on was something regarding time management or an organizational system. Everybody coming up and says, I need to be more productive. I need to get more things off my plate. I need to uh, separate work from home and my home's a disaster. Work is great or work's a disaster. Home is great and I need to figure everything out. Um, I downloaded all these apps and they're supposed to give me a checklist and a to-do list. And then I miss a couple days and now it's too much to do and I'm completely overwhelmed and I don't have a system. Uh, people have a really hard time, um, figuring out how to create a system that works for them. And as Dennis went through, and we'll hear in a little bit, the concept of lean and talking about, you know, the, the two fundamental concepts of lean of identifying a customer and identifying waste is really all of you need to create your own system. We want a silver bullet. We want to sit and say, oh, yeah, okay, this is um, this app is going to get me more efficient. This app is going to give me my workout regimen. This app is going to give me my task list. This app is going to give me my sleep schedule, whatever it is. But when we go to use these apps, we, then, we usually have to tweak it in order to make it work for us. Uh, and then we end up having less time uh, to boot, which is which is kind of fun. So um, I love this idea of getting rid of waste. I love this idea of being customer focused. I love this idea of lean and implementing lean uh, 
at home. And when you think about a corporation, they are designed to be as efficient as possible to increase profit as quickly as possible. Why would you not want to bring that to your home? Why would you not want to bring efficiency to your home? You've got kids getting ready in the morning. You've got um, a schedule when you get home at night. You want to maybe you work from home and you need a, a specific, you know, system on how to be more productive and not watch the prices right or whatever the hell it is. Um, and so that's what we're going to talk about today. So I am very excited. Old, old college friend, uh, Mr. Dennis Whalen joining us today. Thank you for joining us. Yeah, thank you very much, Tim. It's good to be here. Uh, so tell us a little bit about you. Tell us a little bit about why lean and, and all that kind of stuff. Sure. So uh, I've worked in the uh, banking industry for a little over 17 years now. Uh, I've held a few different positions within uh, within the banking world, but I did spend, say, about two and a half to three years um, with a group th- whose primary responsibility was to uh, teach these lean principles to uh, a number of our uh, financial groups. Um, as you mentioned before, it's a good you know process uh, efficiency uh, methodology. Uh, teaches you know how to identify value in your processes, eliminating waste, so on and so forth. Traditionally, lean was built as more of a kind of a manufacturing methodology, uh, but uh, my group spent some time uh, adapting it for the financial world, which um, had its challenges in itself. Um, we were kind of able to adapt uh, some of the core principles to fit. Um, that environment, um, and, you know, worked with the groups that we, uh, uh, that we were there, uh, kind of on site with to, uh, to fit it for purpose. So, um, in doing that and kind of customizing the lean, uh, methodology with these financial groups kind of allowed me to take a step back and say, you know, I think you can really adapt, uh, these techniques for any type of environment, you know, business related or, or uh, non-business related. And in particular, as you mentioned before, you know, there's a lot of value in taking some of these techniques and incorporating it into your home life. Um, so, you know, my wife and I have two children uh, in various stages of their, you know, young life, uh, teaching them, uh, you know, the, the, the right ways to do certain things at home, um, making sure that you coaching your children the right way uh, and, you know, maximizing the value at home and incorporating, you know, the children, as an example, into that continuous improvement uh, loop, we'll call it. Um, it's it's proven to be uh, very beneficial and um, hoping that, you know, some of these techniques will will help your listeners as well. So, so talk to me about now when I hear lean mm-hmm. uh, and there are people who know lean and live lean, right? You've got your project management people right. who love their big Excel spreadsheets and they make it really complicated and it's really, you know, involved. And when I speak to a lot of people in corporate, they know about lean, mm-hmm. but when they hear things like process and methodology and everything else, their brain just turns off and they're like, okay, well, somebody else can can kind of deal with that. And when I'm thinking of methodology and process and implementing a process at home, it's really intense. It sounds really intense, yeah. but talk to me, you know, what is lean just from a basic conceptual standpoint. Yep. Uh, so in very basic terms, uh, lean is maximizing your customer's value by minimizing waste, okay? The customer, and you can define customer in a number of different ways, and we can get to that in a minute. Um, but you know, the vo- quote-unquote voice of the customer is at the center of the uh, lean uh, framework. 
Uh, so the, it's kind of looking at uh, the value, a customer value through a number of different lenses. So first of all, you've got your process efficiency. That's your more standard Lean Six Sigma type of approach. Um, you know, finding waste in a, in a given process in order to maximize your output, right? That's definitely the, the work setting that people can uh, most often relate to. You also have performance management. You know, how do you coach your team? And you again, you can define team however you uh, see fit based on uh, whatever process you're looking at. But how do you coach your team, uh, provide that effective feedback to your team in order to maximize the work that's involved in improving that process, right? Um, it's also, you, know, you mentioned before, daunting spreadsheets can be a bit too much. Now, it does speak to some people, but having a good visual management system, um, either in your work life or at home, can really uh, add to uh, improving that uh, that value. So uh, using, for example, we have uh, a chore chart for our children mm-hmm. sitting up in our kitchen. Uh, anytime our kids and my children are seven and five. So anytime they do a chore, whether that's uh, making their bed, cleaning up after they eat, they receive a sticker that they can put on their chart, right? So they can clearly see that they uh, earn something by doing the right thing. They can track it throughout the day in a, in a nice, simple system that's, that's good for them. And, you know, maybe they get rewarded at the end of the week by how many stickers they receive. So for something like that, mm-hmm. you've got a visual management system, which is basically a piece of paper with stickers for your kids. So when you're implementing that at home, when I think visual management system, I think it's something very complicated. That's very simple. And it sounds like the kids in that instance would be your customer when you think of voice of the customer. Yes. So in in a, a lot of the times when you're looking at your home life, and I'm using my you know my own work uh, my own home life as an example, uh, I think you mentioned before getting your children ready for uh, for school in the morning as an example. The customer, quote unquote, in that uh, in that process would be my children, even though they're a part of the process as well. So they would be a team member in improving that process. But also, they're they're the ones who are going to benefit from the added value and improving that process as well. Um, you know, we'll say day one, my son wakes up, comes downstairs, makes himself a bowl of cereal. Okay, then goes back upstairs to get changed, get ready for school. Uh, comes down, makes sure he he has his books ready for for the bus, and then he runs back upstairs to brush his teeth. Next thing you know, he's scrambling to get to find his shoes as the bus is approaching. Okay, that could result in a very stressed uh, home environment, especially in the morning when everyone is trying to get their day started. Yeah, everyone's running. Yeah, right. Um, that you know, I send my son off onto the school bus. He might be frazzled. You don't know how that's going to translate into his school setting. You know, it might not put him in a good uh, mindset. And mindset is one of the core lenses of lean. You know, having a positive mindset to make sure that. Um, you know, this is kind of a culture that's embedded in your mind. How do we improve this? And you and having my son be a part of that solution. So the next day we say, okay, listen, we were very short on time yesterday. How can we improve it? Rather than coming downstairs and making yourself a bowl of cereal and then going upstairs and getting changed, why don't we lay out your clothes the night before so when you wake up, you can get changed, then you come downstairs. Now, I know that may only save two or three minutes, into that morning routine, but those start to add up. If you start 
finding that waste, in that case, it's emotion waste, while you're running downstairs to go back upstairs and so on. If you eliminate that waste, that cuts a little bit of time it back into your morning. And you having him be a part of the solution, you know, how, yeah. what can we do to improve this process? He will want to be more engaged and look for that continuous improvement opportunity. Um, you know, whether that means... And, and this might be going to the extreme, but whether that means portioning off your, your morning cereal the night before, put it in a baggie so you don't have to go to the grab the cereal box. Uh, it's all ready for you That's on the kitchen That's very counter. intense. Now, again, <laughs> that might be an extreme and that might not work to the to your customer's value, right? right? right. If my son says, well, that's a bit too much, dad. All right. Well, then that then our customer- Dad, you need to chill out. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. Then our customer would not- value from that uh, would not benefit from that added step yep. okay so maybe we go, went a bit too far you need to understand who your customer is and what that what that perfect mix would be right yeah um so that's another important part of the of the lean uh, process and what i like about that is uh this idea of you know it's it's positive psychology and i don't like to talk about positive psychology too much because people misinterpret that it's just like oh everything will be fine if i'm just a happy person but um it's almost like being into that open learning mindset to say yes you know i'm going to learn something today and you know self improvement is a wonderful thing and improving something you know that's going to make your life better is it may be more difficult to explain that to a 7 year old right but I mean, when you think about that in terms of I'm going to improve my morning, I'm a single person and I come downstairs to make my coffee, go back upstairs and everything else. Like There are ways that you could do this even without kids where you're the customer. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. That, you know, especially in, in that home setting, you might be the only person in that process and you're the customer. You know, just yesterday, I set a pot of coffee for myself for the next morning. Right. I could make that pot of coffee just for myself that morning. But that's steps in your day that you can save the night before. What are you doing the night before? Are you sitting watching TV where you could step up and get more prepared for the next day? You know, and then it just kind of permeates itself into your into your daily routine so that that just becomes the new norm, you know, and then then you find ways to, you know, further improve your your work life. I'm sorry, your your home life so that just it's completely embedded in your mindset that that's just how things are done. You constantly look for ways to improve. And I look, okay, so we found out you are the customer or your kid is the customer. Somebody is a customer. But really the fundamental value of this, and I think what a lot of people don't necessarily do when they think about, I don't have any time, is figuring out where the waste is and identifying waste. And there are different types of waste. That's right. Yeah. Yeah, so the, you know, the, the lean methodology... Uh, quotes, I think seven or at least eight, seven or eight different types of waste. And I should probably say, you know, for full transparency, I know that the lean uh, principles have evolved over the years. You know, again, going back to the continuous improvement feedback, you know, they, they listen to the customer yeah. being, you know, those who benefit from the lean principles uh, to adapt the uh, framework to best fit the customer. So there are seven or eight different types of lean, you know, we're talking about motion waste up and down the steps. Exactly. Right, right, right. You know, inventory waste is a, is a very important one. You know, do you have too much of something if you simplify just to, you know, you know, again, you can probably relate this to a work setting, you know, too much paperwork yeah. where you really only need 
five of that 30 page deck, right? Too, too many beans from Costco. <laughs> exactly. You know, moving pieces of that process from one person to another, Jim, if I hand something off to you for you to, you know, to, to finish making the breakfast, then you give it back to me so I can give it to the children, for example. Why don't I just do that myself? Cut you out of the process, right? Cut out the spouse. <laughs> I've got breakfast. You go relax. Exactly. Put up your feet. Exactly. You know, how much time are we sitting just waiting? Uh, waiting is uh, obviously a huge waste, and that's something that's easy to identify. Yeah. Um, you know, just over-processing. Am I doing way too much? Am I making a bowl of cereal when chopping, you know, fruit to put on top and, uh, you know, cherries and whipped cream and all craziness? Or do you just want a bowl of Cheerios? Right. You know? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, correct. It, it, there's just a number of different types of waste. And once you get in, once you make this part of your everyday routine, you kind of or almost organically identify waste just in working through the process on a repeated basis. You know, why do I keep doing this? Why is it that at this stage in the game, I'm always rushed for time? Yeah. You know, that I know that 20 minutes before the school bus is outside, we go from a nice, calm setting to now we're frazzled Man. everybody's running around okay well let's look at that time right there 20 minutes prior to the bus coming what is happening at that point that where's the disconnect all right so we have to close the gap there now whether that piece involves the children or whether that piece involves uh, my wife's routine you know she and i are getting ready for work as well she has a process i have a process and we collectively have a process of getting our children ready for school so are there pieces in my my wife's morning routine that impact everyone else so look finding the root cause of a lot of these problems that's that's key in uh identifying waste and improving it so that's important it's an important distinction or not distinction but just note to make is that you know oh my god i'm going to create a lean process at home sound you know you you sound like a nerd right. but you you already have a process. You're already using some kind of process, and it's just kind of your habit. That I wake up, I brush my teeth, I go downstairs, I make my coffee. That's your process. That's yep. just every morning you have your routine and your routine process, whatever you want to call it. Um, but it's interesting that you need it's it's a reflection exercise, really. That's really, on, what it comes down on to right. where is you know where is my waste? When I sit at the end of the day and say, what did I do today, and what could I have done? Um, you know, I use the example, you know, level 500 of Candy Crush. You right. got to be kidding me, right? Or you, you're binging on Netflix, but then you're complaining that, you know, you don't have time to go to the gym and say, well, you, right. you, you're now an expert on murderers in Minnesota, right? but you're not going to the gym. So, you know, is there, so then is that, do you take what you're learning from lean and put it into, you know what, this is my development program. You know, is this something that I want to switch up? Yeah, I, I think what it comes down to, and, and I mentioned before, there are a ton of tools and techniques that Lean uh, teaches to maximize your team's output, you know, maximize your efficiency. But it's really just common knowledge um, tools that you would you would think of if you just give yourself the time to th you know to sit back and observe what process you're looking to improve. It's really not it's it's not brain it's not, it's not brain surgery. Yeah, you know, this is just making sure that you work as a team to identify and eliminate waste. And if that means, you know, watching a couple less episodes of Netflix so that you get a good night's sleep and you add, you know, add time to your next morning, you have to be able to rip the bandaid off at some point. Yeah. I know it's not easy to change a process, especially if it's completely embedded in your day. And you might look forward to those eight episodes of 
uh, Netflix series. But you know what? You're going to benefit that much more if you if you cut that waste out and you know improve on your on your routines. And I think that's an important. You know, we talked about the you know brain surgery and overcomplicating it. And I think that's just a really good point that you brought up is, you know, simplicity is key for this, mm-hmm. um, which sounds so easy. But, you know, simplicity is, you know, two buckets. You know, it's all about me and it's all about my waste, mm-hmm. period. And you don't need a massive spreadsheet or or anything crazy. No, you, know, you you just need the right mindset to do so. You know, and if if my seven-year-old son can be a part of this process and help me find ways to improve our routines at home. And he is no lean expert as a seven-year-old, you know, it's just being able to, uh, you know, coach the person that you're working with. And when I say coach, I mean, just basically kind of mentoring them through this, you know, tell them what you're observing as part of this process that, that might be a breakdown. Uh, Tell them what the effect would be. You know, I noticed that you're running around a lot, going up and down the stairs, getting, uh, getting ready for school. And how does that impact the day? Right. And the most important part is have them be a part of the solution. How would you how would you fix this in order to make our morning better? Now, anyone can have that discussion. Right. You don't need to be a lean expert to just say, yeah, I noticed that, too. Maybe if we do this instead of that, that might help. That's really all we're talking about. Right. Which may I would imagine one of the biggest challenges with implementing lean, especially when there's other people involved, is people tend to get defensive. Right. If they're oh, sure. not in that learning mindset and they say, you're telling me I'm doing something incorrectly. Um, and I guess that that brings voice of the customer where you have to be a part of this and open to learning. Right. You need to be able to explain to them um, that they would benefit from improving the process. And, yeah, you're right. The more embedded that process is into your routine, the more defensive that team member. And remember, team member and your customer could be the same. You know, uh, my son could get defensive that he's doing the wrong thing so many times. Teaching them that it's not the wrong thing that you're doing, but our routine could be so much better if we tried this instead of that. And kind of showing them the value of it. Uh, And again, I think there's just so, it's so important to include them and show them that they are an active part of the solution. And it almost kind of, it, it, it almost just embeds itself in our routine so that he's looking for ways to improve without even having to ha- have the discussion. Yep. And then that mindset changes and that, you know, that just reinforces the entire foundation of, you know, that continuous improvement loop. Which there, it's some of those processes in coaching and everything else where if every night, you know, you have to give your score on something you're trying to change mm-hmm. throughout the day, eventually you're going to be thinking about that. And say, well, I have to give myself a score, so I'm actually going to change behavior. And then you start to look for that waste or look at how the behavior is not going and, and you're actively working to change it. That's right. Yeah, absolutely. Now, so how about someone who's no lean background? Like, I know about lean, but I don't – or I've never heard of lean or anything like that. How can someone who's not an Excel guru or a brain surgeon or anything else, how does someone get started with something like this? How does someone who is not – um, doesn't have a lean background, um, doesn't, you know, think about lean or or really efficiently. Is there a, a good way for them to just start with a plan? What would be their first step? Well, as far as lean resources, I mean, there's a wealth of information online that you can uh, that you can access. Uh, and as I mentioned earlier, you know, the lean principles that that I had been teaching uh, have evolved 
And they, you know, I would say they're even more effective now than they probably were even three or four years ago. Um, but there are a ton of resources online that you can access. There are a lot of videos on YouTube that I've noticed um, that are really uh, useful, especially there are people that have posted a lot of videos on how to adapt lean into your uh, into your home life or the real world. So I would uh, encourage your listeners to uh, to look into that. And, you know, if it's really just starting at square one, if you have a couple minutes, sit down, start a list. You know, what are some of the processes that uh, that take up the most time in your day? Uh, and th- within each process, there could be smaller bits of that that you could kind of take out and analyze closer. But just at a very high level, you know, I spend X amount of time getting ready for work. I spend X amount of time driving to work or X amount of time uh, – working out after, uh, after five o'clock, just break down your day into buckets. Yeah. Okay. Then within those buckets, if you're seeing, okay, I wish I could cut out, you know, X percentage of, of my day here in order to, you know, to add it back in, uh, in the morning, it's all about time management, right? Just looking at those pockets of your day and being able to take a step back and objectively look at, all right, where can I improve? And it might, it's a good, um, test in self-reflection too. Cause if you're the only person in this process and you know, you're spending way too much time in one particular area. All right. You need to really look at what's most important to you. Again, all goes back to your customer value. Is that the most important thing that you need to do at that point? Or do you need to kind of reassess your, uh, your day? Which could be helpful to talk to someone else to say, what do you mean you use three toothbrushes in the morning to brush your teeth? Like, that's <laughs> right. crazy. You know, you only need one, right? right. It, you've done it for so long, you may just skip over it as you're looking to improve something. Yeah. And and maybe it uh, it's worthwhile to have somebody, kind of an ob- objective third party come in and, and talk to you about it. The, and that person does not need to be an expert on what you do in your daily life. Jim, I couldn't come in and tell you that what you're doing right now is the most effective use of your time and vice versa. But if you sit and talk to somebody and say, look, I, I kind of broke my day out. What do you think about this? And kind of talking objectively through your process with somebody, uh, and that could, they might be able to uncover something that you hadn't even thought about. Exactly. And that's, I mean, that could be a sibling. That could be a friend. That doesn't have to be. Right. You just need that kind of social person there absolutely to do it absolutely so it sounds like you know identify what you want to improve right so i want to improve my morning routine you got to identify who the customer is it's me it's my kids it's whatever it is you think about your customers and then you are talking about waste that's right right and and it's a constant loop again you know you can improve on a process you can make you can make your day so much more efficient but making sure that you can continually reassess that you know, it, it, just because you feel like you've maximized your day does not mean you can, you know, you can't improve further as you, right. you try it for a week re-evaluate. and say what's been working, what hasn't been working. You know, it's, you're going to have to regularly do that and right. regularly take a look. Um, well, that's enlightening. Oh, I'm glad to hear you that. You are enlightening, Dennis. <laughs> wow. Well, thank you very much. I appreciate that. Uh, uh, my listeners, uh, our listeners, uh, uh, we'll appreciate that. Um, I end every episode with a book recommendation. Now it could be about lean. It could be your favorite book. It could be whatever you want it to do, but give someone a book recommendation and why. Okay. Um, so there is a book that I read just a couple of years ago. So it's a couple of years old. I'm not sure if there's a newer edition. 
but it's called The Zen of Social Media Marketing Okay. Um, by uh, Shama Kabani. Okay. Uh, it's a very interesting, kind of gives the a basis of all the different um, social media uh, tools, resources that are out there, and how to effectively uh, reach out to your customer or, you know, to an, uh, an interested party mm-hmm. and how to attract uh, uh, attract consumers and convert them from just passive uh, readers to kind of advocates for whatever you're trying to market. All right. Um, it's it's a pretty interesting read. I would recommend uh, your listeners look into that. Um, It'd be an interesting. I imagine it's an interesting read on you know interpersonal dynamics when you're not in person. Yeah, it's it's interesting. You know, and I think and obviously social media is very relevant and and uh, pretty important today. And just converting someone from just a passive, uh, a casual uh, listener to your podcast, for example into someone who kind of sells it for you, mm-hmm. for lack of a better term. You know, I was listening to to Jim Frawley's podcast and it really spoke to me. And having that person go ahead and, and forward your your information on to, to their friends and kind of how that social media uh, marketing dyma- dy- dynamic just kind of... You know what I love is not only did you just help everybody with their lean stuff, you also just told them how to promote my podcast. That's exactly that, right. And I didn't even ask you to do that. So that's phenomenal. <laughs> you just gave them a script. Just go. <laughs> I know my customer. That's why. <laughs> Perfect. Very that's good. That's right. So the uh, Zen of Social Media Marketing, I would right. recommend that book. Great. Awesome. Well, this has been... Uh, I found it super interesting. I know there's a lot of ways that I can I can implement this kind of thought process and, and this way of thinking and this um, idea of learning uh, into plenty of, of stuff in my home life, my work life, my my workout life, whatever it is. Um, so, Dennis, thank you so much for the time, for the knowledge, for the advice. Of course, uh, thank this you very has much. Been, uh, this has been great. Yeah, it's my honor. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening. Now, do something for yourself. Bellwether is much more than just a podcast. Join us at bellwetherhub.com, where you can read riveting articles, view upcoming events, and connect with other interesting people. I look forward to seeing you out there soon.